Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome in. Happy Monday. It's Happer and Schaefer here at 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. It is Feast Week. Feast. As they call it on uh, they call it on ESPN during those basketball games. All right. There'll be some basketball games this week and they'll be like, it's Feast Week. So just preparing you for that. Because everyone on Thursday will be chowing down. That's exactly right. And yeah. then Iowa comes to town on Friday. I, I'm always interested in Black Friday weather. For Nebraska, oh, okay. Iowa, I haven't looked at this yet. You could get anything. You and we've had about the gambit of it for the last, especially the ones in Lincoln. I can't really recall the ones in in Iowa City. 2012 Nebraska, oh, that was Iowa, that was gale so force cold. winds yes. that people told me were like some of the worst game day experience. Like it's like I've been in colder, I've been yeah. in wetter, but that wind that day in Iowa in 2012 was miserable. That apparently. one stands out. I do remember yeah. that. That's about the only one. Otherwise. In 2018, beautiful day. Mm. Um, let's see, 2020 and was another really nice fall day. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It was uh, December. What, 20, oh no, they played on Black Friday last year. Yeah. I, I'm just now trying to remember the 2016. I was there, another really nice day. Like, so it feels like we've had more of that than yeah. the other way. But the ones that are really bad stand out. 2015 was yeah. horrible. <laughs> 2017 was amazing. I think it hit 70 that day. Yeah, and then last or, or last time they came here, I was just looking back at it because I couldn't recall. Everybody was wearing like ponchos. Was was it raining in two thousand nineteen? Could have been. I just remember twenty fifteen. My like somehow I got water in my dress shoes, <laughs> and it was so cold. And walking over to the stadium, my feet got cold, and then they never warmed up. And it was such a miserable experience the rest yeah. of that day. Yeah. What year was that? That was 2015. Uh, 15 that was, was horrible. That, one of the many times that Nebraska should have won that game and then did not. 50, 50, that was that was as bad. The, the worst sporting event that I have ever covered. In terms of cold? Weather-wise, yes. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, but fast forward to 2021, looking pretty solid for Friday. Yeah. Looking good. pretty solid for like Friday it. afternoon. Might get up to might get up to 60, mid-60s, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like we 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 planned it out at the beginning of the year. It's like, yeah, Iowa's gonna come in here, and they're probably gonna be riding this win streak or whatever. Remember, remember with the whole bit, they were gonna be number one in the country, and Nebraska was gonna be fighting for a bowl game. You no, said you were so excited for that. Yes, none of that happened. Yeah. Uh, it was probably going to be 15 degrees and cold, and everybody was gonna be miserable, and everything will just hang on that line. No, we've we've had. We've had both the, teams came up two losses short. Both teams came up two losses short. Nebraska's, two wins short, I Nebraska's guess. Nebraska's head coaching situation has been cleared up, mm -hmm. um, at least in the in the interim. And um, it's going to be lovely on Friday afternoon, so enjoy it. And, and uh, hopefully you caught, if you're betting Nebraska, hopefully you caught the look-ahead line in August at in the neighborhood of a touchdown 
Iowa being favored because Nebraska I I'm seeing on Vegas Insider which I trust with my entire being um <laughs> that Nebraska opened as a pickem and it got bet down to three and a half which is where it sits right now um so I don't maybe maybe that's the case somebody on the text line said the opposite that it opened at four Nebraska and then got bet back to a pickem immediately so I don't I, I'm just going off of the Vegas Insider opening and it said Nebraska Iowa pickem and now it's at three and a half at pretty much all the shops as it speaks. Either way, Nebraska's a favorite at three and eight against a team they have not beat in six tries. 15, 16, 17, 14, 18, 19, yeah. 20. Yeah. 2014's the last one. They have lost six in a row against Iowa, and they, they have been close in the last few, um, but they'll lay it all out there on the line on Friday. Anyway, let's let's reverse a little bit. Let's go back to back to the Wisconsin game on Saturday. Um, you know, I, let, let's just start off with this off the bat. I, I this was kind of my big deal in the post game show, and I, it's been written about, and it's it, it, people have really latched onto it as a talking point. Um, I think it's great that Nebraska is still trying hard. I, I think that's really awesome. <laughs> you know, it's it's I guess it's admirable. Uh, they are still locked in at this point of the season. We remember 2017 when they just weren't anymore, and that was due to a lot of different things. But you knew that it was kind of over as you went down the stretch, and and you got blown out by Iowa that year, and it just kind of came to the its natural conclusion of firing the coaching staff. So I, th- I think it's great that they're still locked in and, and all that stuff. But I, I just – that only gets you so far, and and I, Nebraska outplayed mostly Wisconsin on Saturday, but it was the same type of stuff over and over again that kept biting them. Um, you had a kick taken back on you. You, um, I mean, I guess it was a little different as far as you couldn't really defend the run, which was new for Nebraska. By the way, the over two forty streak is gone. As I as I predicted, I did hedge. I did hedge, and I said I, it's probably going to end. Um, I'll just, let me let me frame it to you this way. Doesn't it make it worse that Nebraska is still trying so hard? In effect, they are maximizing what they're what they have on the roster, but they still fall short every time. Isn't there more truth in that than not trying or then giving up down the stretch. Like everybody wants to do this thing where it's like, Hey man, well you gotta, you gotta give them credit. They're, they're, they're not giving up and okay. Like we'll give it to them. But like I said, I, I just think there's more truth in the idea that they're just not good enough. Like they're, they're just not good enough. And, And that almost hurts more than like we had this team and who knows what it could have been because they laid down and died at the end of it. That's not happening with Nebraska. Um, but I think it's more revealing this time around. Well, I, I think that it's, there's a fair amount of evidence that, that you can see, they have not been coached well enough. I mean, that it's not a talent issue right. that you can go into these games and basically play well enough most of the time to look like a formidable foe that every opponent, regardless of who it is, leaves talking about how you're significantly better than your record. Well, who's that a reflection of? It's a reflection of your coaching staff because you're 
basically either put in positions where you make wrong decisions or you're put in positions where bad outcomes happen or whatever it is. And I've said this a lot. If 2022 is to matter, Nebraska has to reverse what they're doing with a senior heavy defense that's probably better this year than it will be next year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, for and sure. a veteran quarterback along with what has been described as your best subset of skill position players by your coaching staff. So that's a lot that Scott Frost has to go against if you look into the future. The truth of the matter is they 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 put a lot into this year. Yeah, this, well this was supposed to be the year. Was it wasn't supposed, supposed to be, supposed be 2022. Yeah. It was supposed to be 2021 and um you know that this has been the targeted year for several years. You know, when they, they got here, and I think over there internally, they thought that it was going to take a little bit longer than maybe what they were saying externally. But 2021 was a targeted year of not just, you know, go make a bowl game. Go contend in the Big Ten West. And they got the go shake things up. And then they got the benefit as, the it, pertains to, as it pertains to 2021 of the yep. COVID year with everybody coming back. Yeah, so um, I... I also just sort of ignore like the they're trying really hard. I I I do that with Adrian too because people people really want to say it about Adrian. Like I I never worried about how hard he was going to try. Right. Same with the defense. Like I continually last week I was told by people that this is, you know, they've played all these close games. Eventually there's going to be a time where the dam just breaks and the heart's not going to be there and it's like, well, no, that's just not how it works. It's not in their DNA. We know that. These guys came back to play. A lot of them are playing for, at this point, the name on their back, which Saturday did not reflect well for defenders that are trying to get into the NFL. Um, you know, so it there's, there's no shortage of effort and hard work that's going to come out of that. They like each other that much as a parent, especially on the defensive side. So I, I, I've never thought that Nebraska was going to just sort of lay down when the news came out and it's like these two games don't they don't have a chance to make a bowl game. I still thought they were going to play how I picked Nebraska to win on Saturday. Yeah. And frankly, they should have. But because they are uh, consistently underachieving that they're they're not coached well enough, you get no advantage on the sidelines most of the time. Um they found themselves in another situation in which they gave a game away. And the maybe most frustrating aspect of all of it is that this is a time in which the defense that you can normally rely upon to keep a game in the 20s couldn't do that. And yet here's your offense against a defense that's one of the best in the country looking like they would be able to move the ball up and down the field without problem the entire game. Yeah, that was their, um, that was their biggest point output in a while. Um. Biggest since the the Michigan game, right? Yeah, twenty nine against 29. Michigan, twenty eight against yeah. Wisconsin, and twenty eight could have been more potentially. So, uh, so second biggest point output in a loss this year. Yep, behind the Michigan game, which and was only the third time they've allowed thirty points. Yeah, Illinois had thirty. No, uh, what did Minnesota have? Minnesota scored thirty points. Okay, so the fourth time. So Minnesota, Illinois, Wisconsin, and. Uh, Michigan. Yeah, but it's always right around. Like you, there's yeah. no, there's no forties. 
Yeah, well, you know? the the general idea is, and in both Illinois and and Minnesota, it took a really big effort from the offense to get those teams to thirty points with a safety thrown in there in both yeah. of those games. The fumble return for Illinois, like, uh, so the the defense largely had kept a team in the twenties. And here's a Wisconsin team, and this is what I think bothered me the most coming out of out of Saturday's game. I think Eric Shenander has done a tremendous job. I also think he's gotten the absolute most out of this group that he can. Totally. And when they needed to make plays on Saturday, it wasn't just tackling Braylon Allen. They couldn't get hands on balls when Graham Mertz was passing. They had they had two sacks or one sack. I mean, they weren't nearly disruptive enough. I only remember one. They, they didn't put enough pressure when they could have. They lost one-on-one balls. That touchdown pass felt like, you know, you, you have to make plays in these situations. And they just couldn't do it. And yeah, there's nothing extraordinary about the like, defense. They're going to go down as a as a defensive group that's that's really solid. But even that has to get better for Nebraska too. I mean, you you have to be more. I mean, you can you can give up more yards per game than they have, or whatever it is that keeps them in the top twenty metric of that. Yeah. But they just don't force turnovers or even disrupt offensive flow. It's funny that we're we're thinking about. You know, the offense-defense split has always been so intriguing and the way it's gone over the last couple of years. What we want from the offense is for them to be more consistent, right? To For for us to kind of understand what we're getting on a daily basis and what is this offense and why what what's the running back situation look like? And we'll obviously discuss that during the show and what's the personnel that's going to be out there. Like, who are you on a given basis? We want more consistency out of the offense. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Defensively, we have that. They need you to be, want disruption. They need more explosiveness. Yep. They, they, they just do. And that's it's been that way for a long time. Or, or you know, that's that's the way it's been. They haven't been able to have explosive defensive plays on a consistent basis, which are sacks, turnovers. Nope. And you, you can't get any. even even TFLs. And, and, like, and you're not going to be you're not going to be able to hold up for very long against a team like that who's going to keep keep coming at you. Yeah. And and then also they've found their next Wisconsin running back. You know. Yeah, and he like previous. And ones. he is 17 years old. That's what we hear. Continue. I don't know if anybody's heard that before. I have to issue an apology to Braylon Allen because I was not convinced that he was going to be the best running back Nebraska went against this year. And, you know, Kenneth Walker, as good as he is, Braylon Allen in the last, what, seven weeks has probably been as good as Kenneth Walker was in the first seven weeks. So, yeah, um, it is a get used to the name, you know, like you're whoever's playing for Nebraska next year on defense. That's going to be the boogeyman for you. Um, and, and maybe perhaps even more frustrating is it wasn't like they did anything you didn't know was coming. No. Yeah. I, I do think the game for Nebraska really got sideways when Damian Daniels was not able to play, which tells you another giant thing for next year. If you don't have Damian Daniels back, which I like I Nash Hutmacher. He's going to get better. I'm not entirely convinced that he's a nose guard versus being a defensive end yeah. in a 3-4. You have to have that centerpiece if you're running a three-man front. They got their ass kicked in 2017 and in 2018 with Mick Stoltenberg there. Mick was a great guy, good player, could not handle the middle, played too high, just got blown out. You're giving up five yards up the middle every play. 
Darian Daniels was a little bit better, got better at the end of the year. Damian Daniels had a nice 2020, has had a much better 2021. Like, if you don't have that piece and you're playing a 3-4, you're not going to be successful. You're just not. Like, Wisconsin, we talk about their linebackers all the time. They always find some of the best defensive linemen mm-hmm. that aren't guys that are going to go spend 10 years in the NFL, but are just guys that are really good at forcing the offensive line to do their job. Yeah, those guys just have to eat blocks. And they, they do. I don't know why it has been so hard for Nebraska to build. Like, Because I, I think that you look at other defensive spots, like they've done a nice job building depth in, in areas. And the two things I feel like they haven't done, one, everybody knows, go get a pass rusher. Like That's apparent. And then the second one, which I think people forget about, and I'm trying to scream from the rooftops, they have to have a nose tackle next year. Like, if, if it's not Damian Daniels, you got to go into the portal, and guess what everyone wants <laughs> in the transfer portal? Everybody that runs a 3 They four. always want right. pass rushers. They always want linemen, defensive linemen. Those are things that you want in spades. And whether it's Juco, whether it's – the transfer portal, whether it's high school, those are the most coveted players. I don't know. I mean, I thought Nash was fine, um, and obviously it's a huge gap between yeah. him and Damian Daniels. And, at this and I'm point. not saying he can't do it. I, I definitely don't see him as an end. I, 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 I don't know the way his. It, I don't know. Like I, I didn't think he'd be that big. To yeah. be honest with you, he was much bigger than I kind of expected him to be. I'd seen him the entire year. Really, he's probably he what three fifteen now. He's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there's there's some potential there that he could just you know sit there and eat blocks, but they were they were going for it. it takes and a then, special person to be in that role. Well, and then we saw Blaze Gunnerson. Yep. You know at the at the pass rusher spot, and and that's that's a body you can work with mm-hmm. as well. Um, so they'll have a chance. Yeah. I, I'm not like saying that they're going to be bad just because of this next year, but it's just one of those things. That as they've gotten better, it's because you've gotten better play in the middle of your defense. You need line. to be above average at those spots, and 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 that's another. Especially if you don't have a pass rush. Well, and and you're trying to find ex- explosiveness on the defensive side of the no. ball, like that. Those are kind of the positions that it generally comes from. Uh, oh, and by the way, you're gonna lose a guy in the defensive second, or lose three guys in the defensive secondary, as well. And you have to yep. find replacements for those guys. So yeah, there's there's a lot to be decided. They have. A game in five days, and then the the season begins. You know, like his, they you have to find a you have to find a new offensive staff. They already got one portal visitor for Friday. You yeah, what what was that? I, what's a transfer off? What's a what's a transfer off? I don't. It's just the way the guy phrased it. I mean, I don't know. He was an FCS. Uh, Brady um, Brady Weiss. It's W E A S. I'm not exactly. And he's from where? He is from Villanova or something like he's that. He's from Georgetown. He went to Georgetown. Georgetown. He might be from Massachusetts as far as high school goes. No, I mean like where is he playing right now? Yeah, he's from. He went to Georgetown. He's a long snapper at Georgetown. Nebraska has uh, extended an offer. He's coming out to visit for for Black Friday. That is the first portal player that publicly I know of uh, is. Talking with Nebraska and now visiting. How can so. you do? You can do that. What do you mean? He can. He can like visit, even though he goes to another school. Well, yeah, because he's he put he's entered he, the transfer. He, he portal. put his name yeah. in the portal, and so I I think Georgetown season is over. They're not playing in the FCS playoffs, so he's got more eligibility. He immediately went into the portal. Nebraska sees that he's in there, reaches out, you know. It goes from there. It so, just seems odd. Well, it's 
it's going to be um, – it'll be interesting how many portal visitors I and others are able to confirm on these upcoming weekends because you really have three of them before early signing period. This Iowa game I would expect to see a lot of visitors for. Yeah. Not necessarily – and I don't I don't know that, that Brady Weiss is going to be an official visitor, um, but he is uh, he's coming out for this game. So I would imagine he's doing an unofficial visit on top of all of it. Uh, the Skur Swami asks, how come no one recruited Braylon Allen? How is that possible? No one recruited him? Well, I think people recruited him. Um, I think there was some talk of whether he was going to be a running back or a defensive player. Uh, he was also committed in Wisconsin's class for next year uh, and reclassified back to 2021. I think I, I don't think he had any shortage of interest. As, as I was going to say, recruit. I seem to recall him being a well-regarded player when he had committed he's um, a four star they they he committed as a safety he came in as a linebacker oh they said on the broadcast said he came in as a safety they thought they were going to move him down to linebacker because of how big he was and before he got to campus he called the coaches up and said i want to play running back and they were like oh okay mm-hmm. so in january of 2020 at the uh national combine he ran a 40 of 510 and then on Saturday, November 20th, that 40 had to have been at least a 4.6 or better. 5.10 is definitely not what he's running either that or Either that or Nebraska players are really slow. His, uh, his <laughs> shuttle was five seconds. No, I mean, I, I think that he was regarded as a really good athlete. Um, yeah. And again, he's in Wisconsin, so it wasn't like he was, if they wanted him, it wasn't like he was going to go a whole lot of other places. Mm-hmm. And then he moved up a year on top of all of it. Yep. So um, Notre Dame, I think, was the other big team involved here. Oh, I, I mean, I think the question that, that maybe is more appropriate is like, well, where do they, you know, how do they keep come up, coming up with these guys and Nebraska can't find any? Well, Not so much like, how did everybody miss? I, I Like, I don't know. Maybe he was going to go to Wisconsin they, no matter what. They miss, too. It's just that when they miss, they have another guy in the wings ready. To, like, when Jalen Berger doesn't become the guy. And he was their guy. They can find a Braylon Allen. In a year in which they need uh, Dare Agumbawale. The following year, they have Jonathan Taylor ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, like, they, they get spots where it's not absolutely perfect. But it's a lot like what Nebraska used to be at running back, where those years are like Correll Buckhalter or Thunder Collins, and then you move on to, I guess Thunder Collins isn't a great example because I think they went to Josh Davis, and that didn't hmm. that didn't go well. <laughs> but then eventually it becomes Corey Ross, and then Corey Ross oh, becomes, You can name you know, them all up until Amir Abdullah. Right, and so... That's what. That's where Wisconsin's at. Like, it it shouldn't be a surprise that they have somebody ready to go. It also helps when you have a great offensive line and you know what you are as an offense. So they have those they have those eight plays that they're always going to run, and it feels like they all their touchdowns come off of one of those eight runs. I mean, Braylon Allen probably isn't even playing this year if they don't have two guys kicked off the team and a transfer and an injury. Uh, he had maybe. a couple carries in the first few right. games, but they, he wasn't. It wasn't and really. They were leaning on their yeah. the transfer from Clemson, who was doing fantastic. And then the last, uh, his spurt of six games, the first three of those, I believe, uh, the transfer from Clemson was still getting carries and still getting more yards than he was. I think they had kind of 
no real answer for who their running back was going to be coming into the year. I think they so wanted it, it to be Berger and tried to right. tried to give him the keys, and, and it just didn't. Yeah. Well, their fullback was their running back for a portion of time too. They do a little bit of that yeah. too. So everybody everybody's a running back at Wisconsin. Well, if you're averaging that kind of yards per carry, yeah, they can really run it, man. They 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 can really run it now. Anyway, and that's that's new over the past uh, six or seven weeks. And that's what I thought going into the game. I was like, they're going to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I figured they'd have some success. I didn't think that they, he would have an over 200 yards game himself. Yeah. And he really probably shouldn't have. But Nebraska got burned more than they had at any point this season. Yeah, I want to bounce this off of you. We'll be all over. And if you guys have questions, thoughts um, about the game, really anything, four zero two four six four five six eight five. We have plenty of things that we're going to get into today. Um, our pest of the weekend is coming up here in just a couple minutes. Um, we had three calls on the post game show that all talked that that talked about how they did not like the clock management at the end of the game, and 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 the look that you have on your face right now is my pretty much look as well. I had to have this explained to me about a hundred times because I totally didn't. I, I I don't understand it. Um, they, they got to the point, obviously they had, you know, they would have had first and 10 from the 11. They would have basically first and goal, but then they got the holding penalty called mm -hmm. back. So first and goal, basically from the 20 and what they decided to do was throw it to the end zone, basically four times, which that was my issue with it. They took timeouts. People call into the post game show and they're like, well, why didn't they take the timeouts? And they, they let that thing bleed all the way down to like a minute or something like that. I was like. You either score or you don't. <laughs> like you're gonna. You're How gonna, much time was left at the end of the game? And you throw four incomplete. There was four seconds, I think. Yeah, well, like, no, it was when they had the ball and they were driving down to get into position. They had all three timeouts, right. and they were taking really long, a really long time. Yeah, because you're, you're trying to basically make it. You're the last team to score. Yes. Correct. Yes. And they got to you the had, eleven to with the 11 plenty of time. Line. Yeah, they just had a holding penalty that probably wasn't the greatest of calls like i mean he, it he impeded the blitzer but as far as just like sheer holding goes there were worse in that game that went on called for sure um but you know so then you have it you have it first in i don't have 20. a timestamp, but it was like yeah. it, it was like a minute 20 or something like that at that point when you got down to the 10 or the 11 before yeah, you I got bumped back right. and you then can you can question sort of the play calling from the, I, I from definitely the, question the play calling the first and twenty sequence on, and then of course I don't know if it was explained why Austin Allen was not playing at the last part of the game. I what don't know if you. I don't know if he was asked. I don't know if anybody asked. He that. he was in on the fourth down play. Okay, he did not play on. He he was out on third down, mm -hmm. and the people at my house were just beside themselves in anger over this. Um, so. That's. I'm trying to remember everything that kind of went into that last play? drive. He was I in on the. I, he was in. He was in on the fourth okay. down play for sure. Yeah. They threw it kind of in his general direction. Well, and even the fourth down play, if that ball gets let out for Xavier Betts a little bit more, he at least has an opportunity at it. I mean, yeah. he he got impeded with, but it was behind him at that. So I think you were probably just trying to throw yeah, it, it was into just a general a, yeah. vicinity. Well, <laughs> it was a duck and chuck because yeah. as we he talked had off two air, people on each side, a person on each side. Wisconsin realized very late that you know you can get pressure without sending extra people. 
But what you can do is get even more pressure by sending more people and overwhelming a quarterback that really, uh, you know, he was he was pretty tunnel vision at the end there. It wasn't like he was looking for other shorter options, especially on fourth down. Uh, Kent Lincoln says this. Frost wasted 41 seconds after a no game by Belt on first downs at Wisconsin 23. A PI call on Allen bailed him out seemingly on the next play. But a holding reburied him. Post game, he said he didn't want to score too fast at 115 from the 23 yard line. Once again, you, you it's goal to go. Yeah, like I, it is. It is goal. I don't to have go. any issue with the clock there, and and generally, I don't feel like Frost has been great in end game scenarios. But that's not one of them where I'm going to hammer him for. Right. Yeah. Because you, you I don't, really. I, I don't like the play calling. I don't like the personnel from yeah. from that spot where they were at. But the the clock management, I was completely fine with. In fact, I. He did the exact right thing. Well, I mean, did just to, to to put this out there, in an ideal world, they score with zero seconds left. Correct. Because this is a team that on the opening kick of the game gave up a touchdown. Yes. And then on subsequent kicks really looked like they were going to give up some long returns. You want to do everything you can to not get yourself and into I, that situation. I understand it's yeah. Graham Mertz, but you just really don't want to give the ball back to Wisconsin. Right. Especially because he seemed pretty well committed to going for two there. We Yeah, and, and he said that after the game. Um, let's take a quick phone call maybe or two here. Um, Rico, I, I don't know who is uh, on the line. It is Jim. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, quick question for you, and I know everybody wants to be an armchair quarterback, but um, don't you think a screenplay there at the end would have been really good? Oh, they could have yeah. done. They could have done anything. The on, play on, calling from first and for, twenty on. Yeah, on first, second, or third down, uh, they should have drawn something up to get them ten or twelve. You know, and they had that yeah, open all day long. To to his credit, I don't know credit or discredit. Uh, Martinez is throwing off his back foot all day, and he's been doing that for four years. I mean, I, I we had a quarterback coach. I know we got rid of him, but at what point don't you teach that guy? Here's what I think. I think Martinez is so hurt, so banged up that that he's scared of the rush. Not only there is a rush, but he's scared of it. But there was play calls. That play calling at the end was absolutely horrific. Yeah, the play calling um, was was really bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you you try to get ten, fifteen yards, even run a draw, anything, um, get you a little closer. But uh, that's just just my. And when's it going to stop? You know, I I hope next year. But um, got one more year of it. But. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's frustrating. Love the fight that the guys gave. Uh, they stuck in it even after some, some bad mistakes. But, uh, you know, there was other things out there, too. Wisconsin had a, I don't know, they had a long pass that Farmer. I don't know what Farmer was doing in that game. He just seemed to step slow the whole time. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, we can, we can complain all we want. Uh, <laughs> took them right to the wire. But just a screenplay. We Remember when Tanner Lee was here? We haven't been able to run a screenplay for years, and I can't figure it out because my favorite play of Nebraska forever was when Callahan would run that middle screen to pork chop to Corey Roth. Man, there's yards to be gained there, and we just don't do it anymore, and I can't figure it out. So I'm going to hang up and listen to you guys. Uh, you know, it's end of the year. Let's beat Iowa and end it on a good note. But, That's uh, right. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you, Jim. Appreciate it. 402-464-5685. Yeah, I, I mean – even run it because you had three right. timeouts left at that point. Run it with Adrian, get yourself eight, and then I, I maybe it entered the it entered my mind. It is possible that they 
liked their chances less from the 12 than they did at the 20. Like I, I'm, I'm dead serious. And I know that sounds insane, but like, they're really bad mm-hmm. the closer you get to the goal line. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they were just like, we're just going to do four shot plays here. And they they the third down one was supposed to be shorter and Adrian missed. Yep. was That was one to two, Ray. I think he was around the five or ten or something like that. But, yeah, I, I didn't love the play calling, obviously. Yeah. Let's take another quick phone call. We got Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, what's going on? Um, I was on hold, so I hope I don't uh, repeat what the previous caller was saying, but – um, I'm pretty much with you, Happer. I listened to the post game, and I was, I was, you know, right along with you there. Um, I understood what Frost was doing, and it didn't really come into play at all. I mean, the fact is that they ran out of downs. They didn't run out of time. Right. But um, if they would have somehow managed to thread that yard, yard and a half needle and got the first down on, like, fourth down there, it would have come into play. That's so true. That's true. I, I, did, I do want to point that out. That's true. No, that's fair, Corey. And, and and thanks for the call. You you're right. I mean, if they if they would have gotten it to the one but not over the plane, then yeah, the 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 clock and the timeouts probably come into come into play at that point. Like if you're if on the on the fourth down play, you're out of timeouts and you get it to the one yeah. in that very specific scenario, then yes, the clock does become a factor at that point. Um but I think you can get up to the line of scrimmage with the clock stopped after the first down, that whole thing. But uh, let's take a quick break. Pest of the Weekend is up next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer.